Welcome to the FarmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. And welcome in FarmD Nation to episode number 23 of the FarmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. You know, as we proceed in life, we run into a lot of challenges, and those challenges can range from a number of different things, whether it's early in your life when you don't know if you can get through a specific course in school, or if you don't know if you're a good enough father to raise a family or a good enough mother to raise a family, or if you don't think you have what it takes in order to create a business or get that promotion you always wanted at work, or get to the next level at something you know you want to do. And the reason we have those doubts about ourselves is because we all fight with what everybody I'm sure is familiar with called imposter syndrome. It's basically a mental hurdle we have in our own brains that allow us to underachieve in specific areas of our life because we don't allow ourselves to believe that we can do something and achieve success at whatever that specific thing is. So in this episode, I want to talk more specifically about financial imposter syndrome because I think it's something that a lot of people deal with in a variety of different age ranges. So I don't care if you're old, uh, middle age, or young. People who try to learn and adapt and dive into the world of finances end up experiencing pretty quickly that financial imposter syndrome and it could allow them to not achieve their full potential from a financial standpoint or even worse, it might even force them to quit or to stop paying attention to that area of their life altogether, which is exactly what you don't want to do. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what financial imposter syndrome is, how you can manage it, because I think a lot of people run into this problem in their life. And after you learn how to manage it, how can you tell if what you're doing to improve yourself is actually working? How can you tell if you're getting better when it comes to improving that financial imposter syndrome I think we all have within ourselves? So what is financial imposter syndrome? And I know I just talked about it briefly, but I really think it is, and there's probably many different definitions depending on who you talk to, Or maybe I just made financial imposter syndrome up 20 minutes ago before I started this podcast. Either way, I'm going to give you my definition of financial imposter syndrome and you can take it as is or you can create your own. But I think we can all agree on that there is something inherent in each of us, regardless of what we do, that limits the amount of success we're all capable of, regardless of what we're trying to do. And financial imposter syndrome specifically is about the inherent impediments inside of us that keep us from achieving the type of success we all want financially. Whether that's negative self-talk, whether that is you thinking you have not enough education around finances for you to make a positive impact in your own financial life or anywhere else. So in my opinion, that is financial imposter syndrome. It's that seed of doubt inside your brain that when you're about to try something that's new, scary, or completely out of the norm from what you've done before, tells you that "Mm, maybe you shouldn't proceed. Maybe you shouldn't take that chance. Maybe you should give in to this fear because you don't know enough, you're not good enough, and it's never going to turn out the way you hoped 
from financial aspect and that seed of doubt in your brain when it comes to acting or not usually steers a lot of us into not acting and just going about our lives the way it was before and no change and no improvement ever comes out of that. So that financial imposter syndrome keeps us from achieving things we know we can but doesn't allow us to take that first action step usually which is sometimes the hardest action step to take when it comes time to getting over that financial imposter syndrome hurdle. So now that we kind of have an idea of what financial imposter syndrome is, how can we manage it? And I have four ways that I like to help people manage their financial imposter syndrome. And the first thing I tell a lot of people that I work with in order to manage this financial imposter syndrome is to avoid garbage content. There is so much information out there for each of us to consume in order to help us improve the way we handle or manage our money or our finances in any different respect. I don't care if it's investment related, financial planning related, tax related, or whatever. There's no shortage of ways we can accumulate information about any of those different areas in our financial life. But the fact of the matter is a lot of those pieces of information aren't very good. A lot of it is created by people who are doing it out of vanity specifically when it comes to social media and the actual content they're producing is one, not going to be content you're going to want to learn from anyway. Two, it could just be completely wrong. And three, and most common, they're doing it to try to get clicks and eyeballs. So the, a lot of the information they're going to give to you is not going to be easily executable from the person consuming that information or it's going to seem like it's way too hard or it's going to seem like it's just not a possibility. And that's exactly what a lot of that garbage content is put out there to do. It's to show off. It's to say, hey, if you can buy 18 rental properties and create all of this side income, you can live the greatest life in the world and go buy a boat and get this second home. And if you start now, it's only going to take you 24 months before you're able to create it. Well, if you're somebody that's looking at improving your financial life and you come across some of that type of garbage content where some 19 year old is trying to tell you how to get rich in 24 months based off of rental property, uh, a rental property scheme that he's put together and now has posted on TikTok or Facebook or Twitter, it's going to make you pump the brakes and go, oh my God, this doesn't feel right. I, there's no way I can do this. If I can't do this, there's no way I can do the other stuff I want to accomplish in my financial life. So please avoid that garbage content specifically when it comes to social media and when it comes to friends and relatives. I have heard so many stories in my career as a financial advisor talking to my clients about how they go to a family event, whether it's a holiday or something else, and they talk to somebody and that somebody is telling them all the great financial moves that they're making. Again, whether it's investment related, financial planning related, tax related, it doesn't matter. But it makes the person listening to that feel a little shortchanged and feel a little less because more likely than not, they are not achieving that type of success. And in reality, the type of success that they're hearing is probably not actually what's going on. It's just those friends and relatives are trying to make themselves look a little better. And so they're probably embellishing a lot on what they're talking about. But the people listening to that and the people who care enough about themselves and their own financial situation to want to improve are going to take them at their word. 
So just know that if you want to manage financial imposter syndrome, the first thing you should do is avoid a lot of that garbage content. Either walk away from it, uh, scroll through it, or you can listen to it and laugh at it and understand that that's not something you should aspire to achieve. The second way to manage it is to accept that you will never know everything. I think that's the biggest reason why people inherently have imposter syndrome to begin with, is they want improvement. They want to be the best at whatever they're trying to pursue, whether that's personally or professionally. And when you run into different areas of life within that arena you're trying to better yourself in, it can become very disheartening knowing that there's so many other things that you think you're going to be required to have to know in order to achieve whatever it is you set out to achieve. And the fact of the matter is, you're never going to know everything. Nobody knows everything. I would venture to say nobody knows half of everything when it comes to the world of finance. I don't care if they have a blog in the Wall Street Journal. I don't care if they've been a financial planner or investment manager for the last 50 years. Nobody knows everything. Nobody knows half of everything. And if you're going off on your own and trying to improve your own financial well-being, accept the fact that you will never know everything, accept the fact that you'll never even get close to knowing everything, and that's okay because that makes you normal, that makes you just like everybody else, me included. Third way you can manage financial imposter syndrome is celebrate the small wins. So I have had clients before where they have never opened their own investment account, where you go online and you sign up for an investment account at a TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, Robinhood, or wherever else. They've never done that before, which believe it or not, a lot of people, specifically older people, have never done that for themselves before. And when you get the courage to go on there and do it and fight the process of getting everything created online, that's a win. Celebrate that. Or maybe buying your first investment. Once you have your online account open and you get in there and you make your first stock purchase, whether it's a Starbucks or something else, it doesn't matter. Even if it goes down in value, celebrate that win. You got in there and you made a positive difference in your financial situation. Or it could be something not even investment related, but celebrate the small win of actually tracking your first month of expenses. You want to get better at handling your money and managing your cash flow? Well, tracking your expenses each month is a great way to do that, as I've talked about many times in different um, avenues. Celebrate that win. Or let's just say that you want to teach yourself something new about finances every single week. It could be something small like what's a Roth IRA or a budgeting tip or something like that. And you proactively go out, you find an article online and you read through it and you learn something new. Celebrate that win. Those small celebrated wins will compound on themselves and it will create a lot of momentum and confidence in your financial life, which will really help diminish that financial imposter syndrome so many of us have. And finally, the fourth way is never ever compare yourself to anyone else. Anything in life that you value, don't compare what you have with somebody else, specifically if that somebody else has more of it than you do, because it will never make you feel better about yourself. And once you reach that level, there's always going to be a next level to get to. And when it comes to finances, there is no way anybody listening to this podcast will ever get to the top of that mountain, myself included. So never compare yourself in your financial situation to anybody else out there because it's never going to do you any good. So in order to manage financial imposter syndrome, avoid the garbage content, accept that you will never know everything, 
Celebrate those small wins and don't ever compare yourself to anybody else. This is your own personal journey. Embrace it for yourself and don't let any of the outside noise get in your way. And finally, how do you tell if the way you're managing your financial imposter syndrome is getting better? Well, I don't think imposter syndrome ever goes away. I think that seed of doubt will always live within us regardless of what we're doing, specifically when it comes to financial matters. So I don't think you can judge progress with financial imposter syndrome as it completely goes away because I don't think that's ever going to happen. And money is too important in our lives in order to allow us to completely get rid of that financial imposter syndrome because it kind of holds a little bit of accountability in us all. So I think one of the great ways you can get tell if you're getting better at managing your financial imposter syndrome is to journal. Get out a notebook or a journal or do a Word document online or on your computer and keep track of your thoughts when those seeds of financial imposter syndrome pop up in your brain. Write them down. Get them out of your head and on a piece of paper. And this will allow you to go back at a later date and occasionally occasionally review those thoughts. Where, you know, six months ago, I never thought I'd have the ability to manage my own 401k. I always had to ask for help. But you know what? Once a week, I went online and I read something about 401k investment management. And now I feel a lot better about myself. You can go back and look at that journal entry that you put six months ago about how there's no way you thought you'd ever do it and feel really, really good about yourself that now six months later, you have actually exceeded that doubt. That's a great way for you to prove to yourself that you are making progress with your financial imposter syndrome. And the next thing that you should do is benchmark against yourself. And that is the beauty of financial planning, creating a plan, creating a benchmark of where you currently sit financially, and then continuously tracking that as you grow in life. And if the things that are important to you, the things that you value most when it comes to your finances continuously show improvement along the way, you know that you are properly managing that financial imposter syndrome because you are actively taking those action steps that we talked about before that financial imposter syndrome doesn't let you act upon. You're breaking through that barrier and you're doing things in your financial life that are allowing you to improve. And you know that because you have benchmarked yourself year after year, month after month, whatever time frame you want. So just know, guys, financial imposter syndrome, I think, sits within us all, myself included, a lot of my colleagues that I talk to as well. So it's normal. There's never going to be a way to completely get rid of it, but you can manage it by avoiding garbage content, celebrating the small wins, and track your thoughts and your financial position as you proceed in life and occasionally review that because that will show you that you're actually making progress, which will help lower that seed of doubt you have inside yourself that is financial imposter syndrome. If you're looking for more information about this podcast, myself or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com and feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning for more great insight. Email podcasts at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation. Be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.